you are Locked On A's, your daily Oakland A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How's it going, A's fans, and welcome to episode 125 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke, and today I'm going over the A's big win against Houston. It looked like they were shut down for a while. They came back after Kyle Tucker booted a ball, literally, and uh, they, they ended up getting the win. So, going to talk about that game, some standout performances, and then uh, in the second half, we're going to do the West Watch and get you set up for Thursday's day game in the series finale with the Houston Astros. So that's what we have on tap for you today. But first, please subscribe to the podcast if you enjoy what I do. Uh, do that wherever you want to. And also, please follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at ByJasonB on Twitter. And if you have any mailbag questions for us, you can send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. So let's get right into today. The A's won 3-2. to two. Jesus Lazardo just went out there and just dominated the Astros. And by dominate, I mean he'd had a really good game. He didn't completely shut them down. He gave up two runs, but... He, he wasn't loading the bases or anything. He wasn't working in a lot of trouble. He went seven innings, gave up four hits, two earned runs, a walk, and he struck out seven. The two runs that were allowed came on a George Springer leadoff home run and then Gurriel homered a little bit later. Those are the two runs, two solo home runs. If you're going to allow runs, that's what, the way you want to do it. You don't want to keep working in and out of trouble all game having those high-stress innings, that's not how you want to do things. So given everything, especially coming off of his, uh, you know, fourth-inning blow-up in his last game, not a bad start by Jesus Lizardo. This is who you would want to start in Game 1 of a playoff series. If he has to be the starter, or in the Game 1 starter, because Frankie Montas isn't quite, he hasn't figured it out just yet, then this Jesus Lizardo is the guy right there. Seven innings, two runs, you'll take that every time out. I mean, even like Garrett Cole, and you know, the aces of baseball, these are the, the outings that they do. They, they give you length. They limit the, oppo- the opposition. This is what you want from your ace. And I think that the next few starts between uh, Montas and Luzardo are really going to tell who's going to be starting game one in the first round. And if Luzardo's pitching like this, it, it'd be kind of like last season with, uh, you know, Sean Manad just coming off the injured list and he just has a great month. Maybe that's what propels uh, Luzardo to getting the game one start. I, I don't know. I think that the the goal would probably be to have Frankie Montas starting that game, but it, you're, we're going to have to see a little bit more from him and uh, more consistent results because he had the one good start against Houston, and now we're going to need to see him build upon that in his coming starts uh, like this weekend. That'll be fun. Um, so yeah, Jesus Luzardo looking good. Very excited about what we saw tonight. Um, also, uh, just to close out the rest of the game, uh, Soria and Hendricks followed him, didn't allow anything. Uh, Hendricks struck out too. There was no hits, no walks, no nothing. Um, the big takeaway, though, I think would probably be Ryan Presley, the Astros closer. They finally got to him. Coming into this game, he had gone four innings against the A's. He had allowed one hit and struck out six. So essentially, he had just befuddled the A's hitters uh, in his time, in his, you know, four innings against the A's. But on Wednesday night, he allowed a walk, a hit by pitch, some other shenanigans happened, and then Ramon Laureano walked it off after Presley had recorded a couple of outs. So Ramon Laureano got the last laugh, which led the A's Twitter account to tweet out, 
Ramon Laureano clears the benches in all caps. And I thought that was hilarious. I tweeted out that that is the tweet of the year because of, you know, things that have happened previously between these two teams involving Ramon Laureano and the still still suspended Alex Cintron, I think. Uh, I don't know if he's done with that suspension yet. The Astros bats sure look like they could use a hitting coach. So maybe he is at this point. Either way, suspend him for longer. Um, and the A's got, I'm going to go through how the A's got their other couple of runs. Uh, they had two on and then a pop fly to Kyle Tucker that he kind of slid for, but didn't catch and hit him in the leg, just scooted off into the bullpen area. And that's how the A's got two runs. So that was lots and lots of fun for the A's. Kyle Tucker not doing well. Uh, he had been hitting 414 over his last 17 games entering this series. And he is a one for 14 with a walk and two strikeouts. The A's pitching is just holding him in check. And if you remember, during that 17-game stretch, the A's faced him twice in that doubleheader, and he had uh, three RBIs in each of the first first innings in that doubleheader. So he was scorching hot right there. They have cooled him off significantly, and uh, that's a lot of fun to see. Michael Brantley, probably the guy that you don't want to face in that Astros lineup right now. So, oh well. Uh, moving on, Tommy LaStella. With Oakland, he is currently hitting 281 with the A's. He has a 324 on base percentage. And the stat, which we all pointed to this, is probably why they got him in the first place. He has one strikeout in 32 at bats. One. He had seven, I think, in like 99 at bats for the Angels this season. He has one with the A's. If you triple the number of at bats that he has to get to his Angels numbers and just keep the rate that he's on, he would have three strikeouts in roughly 100 at bats. That's insane. And he was already in the top 1% being like second in baseball on strikeouts. He's cut it in half. He was already the best and now he's even better. Tommy LaStella. Oh man, what a good at bat he is. Just put it in play, my bud. And uh, so yeah, I, I like Tommy LaStella quite a bit. He's fun to watch. And the other side of that trade, Frank Lombretto, he had not been doing great with the Angels. Uh, he'd had a couple of game-winning opportunities, struck out on like three pitches on those. And uh, he's currently on the injured list, so he might be done for the season. I, I am not up to date with, you know, how long he's going to be out. But he uh, he's not going to have an impact on their team probably this year. And the Angels are struggling again, so <laughs> they're fun. Um, see, I give them some play for like a couple of days. And now I'm like, oh, no, they, they suck again. That's fun. At least they're good when they play the Astros. That's a plus. But they stink against every other team. I think they're like 0-5 against Texas, which is ridiculous. Um, yeah, so anyways, Frank Lombretto not having him, not hurting the team. Moving on to the other guy that's getting some playing time now that Frank Lombretto's not there, Vimeo Machin. And I know that injuries have a bigger uh, role than this than Frank Lombretto blocking him. But Vimeo Machin, in this month, he's played six games. He has a 375 batting average with a 444 on base percentage. Again, this is a Vimeo Machine stand podcast, so I will talk about him when he does well and just sweep it under the rug when he doesn't. That's what we do here. Uh, not not really, but he's hot and I like talking about him, so I'm going to keep doing it while I can. So he's 375 batting average, 444 on base percentage over his last six games. Those six games have not been against bad teams. They've been against San Diego, one of the better teams in baseball. Sports Illustrated had him at like number four in World Series odds, which sure, I guess. Um, and they had the A's like 10th, which no wrong. I think the Astros were ninth. I, how are the Astros still the team that's got better odds? Anyways, uh, he's doing this against San Diego and Houston is what the, the point was there. Those are two really good teams. He got on base again twice last night on two walks. That's 
the same number as Tommy Lostella. I know that Lostella's putting the ball on play more, but I am really excited about the eye that Vimeo Machin has at the plate. He took some close pitches on Wednesday night, and he, he earned a couple of walks. I'll, I'll give him that. And uh, I, I think at this point in the season, with you know the playoffs around the corner, I want to see if maybe he should be starting in the playoffs. I, I don't know who he'd start for, maybe at DH, because Can has cooled off a little bit, Grossman's cooled off a little bit. Maybe that opens up a spot for him. If they want to throw him in the outfield, probably not. Probably just at DH. Because when the team's healthy, you got Chapman at third, uh, La Stella at second, Simeon at short, and then obviously Matt Olson's fine. Um, so I don't know where you would fit in on the infield. So either you throw him in the outfield, see what happens, which I don't know that you want to do that in the playoffs, or you throw him at DH and just let his bat do some talking. Get a single or a double every now and then. He's not going to be... He's going to be moving the line. He's not going to, you know, put you on the board with one swing kind of thing. So with that kind of a bat and his on-base skills right now and the eye that he has at the plate, I think I want to see him hitting maybe second. Maybe he takes Simeon's spot near the top of the lineup. Uh, Simeon hasn't recorded a hit in his two games since coming back from injury, and he had been scorching hot in Texas. So I'm not saying keep him there forever. I'm saying take a little bit of pressure off him, maybe get him going a little bit like they did with Ramon Laureano. That'd be fine. Um, see what happens there because... Machine is, he, he's one of the better hitters in the lineup right now. Do you want to bury him right now or do you want to get him more at-bats? I think that he should probably be moved up. That's just me. I'd also really like to see him get some more opportunities to drive in some runs because he's getting on base, but, you know, he's got Murphy behind him who had three walks on uh, Wednesday night. And Dusty Baker had a great quote on here. This is from Brian McTaggart of MLB.com. Dusty Baker is lamenting the team's walks. Quote, we're pitching Murphy like he's Johnny Bench or something. And the first comment on this is, okay, but you're pitching Josh James like he's fucking Mariano Rivera or something. And that was really funny to me because it, it, does make me laugh when the manager doesn't have accountability for his own actions. And uh, yeah, Josh James has like over a 10 ERA this season. I don't know why he's pitching at all, uh, let alone in a big situation in a key game. He should be getting used more like, uh, you know, Daniel Mangdon when he's on the team. Uh, throw him into blowouts one way or the other and let him work it out then. Don't throw him into a game where you're up by two runs late and, you know, you need the wins to stay alive kind of thing. That That's just uh, silly baseball managing on, on his part. So anyways, that's Dusty Baker for you. Uh, Sean Murphy, again, he's been barreling up the ball. Maybe that's why they were pitching him like friggin' Johnny Bench. And maybe the Astros pitchers listen to the podcast and they hear me talking about Sean Murphy barreling up the baseball. And that's why they are worried about facing Sean Murphy. Sean Johnny Murphy. So uh, that's, yeah, uh, I, I just found that quote funny. Um, but yeah, A's won 3-2. They are five and a half games up in the AL West. They're looking good. Uh, coming up on the podcast, I'm going to preview Thursday's game with Manaya against Urquidy, and then I got the West Watch for you guys. We'll update the playoffs and uh, get going from there. But first, I'm going to tell you guys a little bit about rockauto.com. RockAuto.com is a family-owned business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, Prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low, and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write the code Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box and let them know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. 
Welcome back to Locked On A's. Please follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I am at ByJasonB on Twitter. And if you have any mailbag questions for us, please send those to LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. So without further ado, let's get you ready for Thursday's matchup. You got Jose Urquidy against Shamanaya Urquidy. He has one start so far for the Astros this season. He'd been hurt uh, the rest of the time. He went three and two thirds innings pitched against Los Angeles Angels uh, just uh, over the weekend. He gave up four hits, three walks, allowed two earned runs and struck out two, and he went 63 pitches. So obviously his uh, his whip was not great. He allowed seven guys on base in three and two thirds innings. Not a great stat line right there, but uh, 63 pitches. So he's kind of like uh, tonight or uh, last night starter Garcia at 63 pitches heading into this game. So we'll, we should see him on a shorter-ish leash, uh, somewhere in like the five-inning range or something like that, if the A's can work his pitch count a little bit. So uh, get into that bullpen yet again. That'd be great because they've been the Astros have been using all their good guys. They don't have many left. And Ryan Presley, is he going to be available on Thursday afternoon? I don't know. And I kind of don't want to find out because he's been really good against the A's. I know that they got to him, you know, last night, but I don't want to, you know, play with fire too many times. He's been really good. Let's try and stay away from him. Let's try and win this game a little bit earlier. That would be fantastic. Uh, Urquidy does have one game against the A's uh, in 2019. He went five innings pitched, allowed one earned run, one hit, and a walk. He struck out 10. Marcus Simeon had the solo home run in that game. He was on an MVP tear. He went three for five in the game. He was having a great time. Uh, the other hits came against the bullpen. Uh, the A's ended up winning that game five to three because uh, they scored, you know, four runs in the sixth inning. So that was great. Gets the bullpen. That's all I'm saying. Uh, Sean Manaya, this is his first start against Houston in 2020. We don't know how he's going to fare, but his uh, velocity was up in the last start. Hopefully that continues because it led to some good results. Over his last four games, he has really turned the corner. And these four games have been against, I mean, other than the Padres, iffy offenses. You got uh, San Francisco, Arizona, and Texas, and then San Diego. He's gone 20 and one-third innings pitched. So we're going to get, hopefully, five innings out of him. See how it goes from there. Just rely on the bullpen. So he's got 20 and a third innings pitched. He's allowed eight runs, but only five of those have been earned. He's been burned by the bullpen just a little bit, or by the uh, defense, I'm sorry, just a little bit. He's only walked two guys, which is not bad at all, and struck out 17 uh, I'm going to say if he, th if he continues this trend, then the A's will be on their way to winning four out of five against Houston and kind of solidifying the AL West for themselves. Uh, a win on Thursday would take them to six and a half up on the Houston Astros. That would be great. Um, so yeah, well, we're hoping for the best right here. Uh, moving on to the West watch though, Texas beat the Angels seven to three rating a five-run fifth inning, and nobody really had a standout game except for Isaiah kind of Falefa, which I'll talk about here in a second, but the five-run fifth went double-double walk, single, sack fly, single, sack fly, single, walk, walk, hit by pitch, strikeout. So not a lot of big hits in, the, in that fifth inning, but you know, you get enough hits in a row, you're going to score five runs. Uh, it really feels like th with that many hits in an inning that they should have scored more than five, but you know, who am I to judge, judge, you know, after watching the A's offense for so many times? Um, Isaiah kind of fell off, though. He went four for four with two runs and a stolen base. Good on him. He's hitting like 320 this season. He's having a very underrated season, probably because he's on the Rangers and they're not a great offensive team. So uh, that stinks. I'll, I'll get into where they are in the standings here in a second. The Giants beat the Mariners 10 to 1. Of course, I start paying attention to the Mariners, and then the Mariners just start, you know, crapping the bed. So that's not fun. Mike Yastrzemski, he went two for five with three RBIs and two runs scored. 
and he's acting like he's going to get MVP votes over Fernando Tatis Jr., which I think is funny, but he is in the conversation. He's, he might be like a top three guy in the National League. We'll see. Uh, rookie catcher Joey Bart went two for four with a run, an RBI, and is batting 283. Another quiet rookie performance. So uh, he they kept him down for some reason. Uh, Buster Posey opted out of the season. They're like, we have enough catchers. We got this Chadwick Trump guy. And... Uh, that didn't work out, so now Joey Bart's there. I know that it's service time manipulation, but, you know, whatever, it's fine. Uh, so, yeah, Joey Bart, doing good jobs. Bart and Sean Murphy are going to be doing a battle of the rookie Bay Area backstops here. Ooh, that's a tongue twister. That was fun. Uh, I definitely recorded that a couple of times. Uh, they're going to be doing a battle here in just over a week, so we get to watch both those guys play at their best. Should be a lot of fun. Uh, but as for the standings, here we go. In the AL West, the A's are 26-15. and 15. They are atop the AL West. Obviously, if they keep winning, they're just atop the AOS. That's how that goes. Houston is at 500. They're five and a half games back of the A's. The Seattle Mariners are two and a half games back of the Astros. We keep trying to help them out. They're not taking the help. They really need to, you know, overtake Houston. That's what I want. Also, they have a negative 43 run differential. So it's not like they're a good team. I just want them to be a fluky team that gets into the playoffs. And then whatever happens, happens. I just want them to take out the Astros. That's all that I'm hoping for. Uh, the Angels are 10.5 back of the A's and 5 back of the Houston Astros. And Texas somehow still kind of ended, I guess. Uh, they are 11.5 back of the A's. They are 6 back of the Houston Astros. As for the postseason standings, the A's are in second place overall, and they would be facing the Minnesota's win still. As for the bottom half, the uh, the Yankees are still in 8th place, at, but they won their game. The Orioles lost their game, so now the Orioles are a game and a half back of the New York Yankees. That kind of stinks. So, uh, you know, I, I bring attention to something that I would like to see happen. And then, the you know, the big guys are like, eh, screw that guy. So not fun. I'm really hoping for some shenanigans here in the final couple of weeks of the season. Uh, but, you know, first and foremost, let's go get a win on Thursday. Shamanaya, go pitch your ass off and I'll slot you into my postseason rotation. It'll be great. Um, but that's going to be it for me today, you guys. Uh, if you like the podcast, please subscribe wherever you like your podcast. If you uh, wouldn't mind and you want more of this type of things in the real world, uh, follow us on Twitter at Locked on A's. And you can follow me at ByJasonB on Twitter. And you can also email us any mailbag questions at LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. So until next time, stay indoors and celebrate good times, Oakland. Keep wearing those masks, and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow.